0: about trying to figure out what it's all about excellent celest. am I worth anything or just a gown I don't know I don't know I don't know spending time alone sending my songs to the phone dreaming of a better home wing while focused on trying to hone this craft witchcraft I hope the brujas
1: let this last
0: that was
2: great. Sounds of Watts without side on WNHH LP one hundred three point five FM New Haven. Myself, Prestige, with my partner in crime, Long Island Raised Elm City Made EZ Blues is in the building. Easy Blues, you're better with introductions more than me. Who do we have with us today on Behind the Brand?
0: So there was a phenomenal. I will say prophetic singer who did state that she believed the children were the future if you teach them well it will show us the way this is a person who has taken the next generation under his wing this is a person who has succeeded and continue to push forward. This is a person who as he steps forward and betters his life, he puts one hand back to bring up the community. This is what I like to call a foundation block Of the community itself. Whether it be celebrating the Q House, whether it be talking about his amazing church and congregation, whether it be talking about the students in which he has had the honor and privilege to watch them grow and evolve, whether it be talking about how you can create generational wealth inside of your community. This person is the person to speak to i've had the honor and privilege to meet this man face to face he has helped guide my children to where they are now as they continue to succeed and grow i want you to put your hands together not if you're driving if you're driving please keep your hands at 10 and 2 we do not want any accidents but mentally put your hands together for the amazing the incredible and just an all-around good guy malcolm welfare brother how you been
1: uh, thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. i I'm, I'm, I've been good. I'm really happy to be here with y'all. So, that's icing on the cake. How you
0: <laughs> always good, always good, and it's always it's always fun to like meet up with you and 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 talk in the outside. And I, and I remember well, actually one of the first times you and I had a face to face encounter. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, you know. I know your dad and, you know, (laughs) and you know, my children. So everything kind of like rotates in that incredible world. Now, Mm. was it your familial tie that kind of launched you into this really motivational um, role in which you are really a, a cornerstone of our community? Was it the familial tie or is this just ingrained upon you?
1: Thank you. Uh, Yeah, it it is a familial tie. I I have um, education in my blood going as far back as my great great grandfather. Uh, He was an educator and a principal, um, B.W. Lawrence uh, in North Carolina. Um, So from there, my uncle, my mom, my dad, um i've had a great uncle who've all been in education and all reached uh specialist level or high, high levels of education so definitely something that i was put on my radar early on for sure
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah
0: now from that that transition of like you know dealing with it in the family in the blood in the genetics um, you also take it in, in a little different direction because it's not just giving, you know, the material in front, but you're actually, you know, teaching these kids how to succeed moving all the way forward. You know, it's not just the lesson in front of you, but the full lifetime lesson uh, that that's involved there. Now, has this been like family dinners? You all sit down and come up with like a lesson plan for the week? Or um, is this really just kind of, you know, yourself knocking it out of the park and 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 seeing – you know, they say a, a good human learns from their mistakes, but a great human learns from the mistakes of others. Um, so have you looked at, say, the successes and the and I, I do this with quotation marks for those that are listening and failures of the generation before? Or is it just, again, something that is more natural for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, history is is a critical point in my reflection throughout life. And not only looking at my individual um, snares and and pitfalls, which, you know, as being a human being, I have many, but um, it's also just looking at the landscape, looking at the community and looking at, um, you know, where the generations before, like you said, could have improved or done things differently. So just making sure that we have um, a pathway to understanding each other across the generations has also been what has shaped that uh that that lesson plan and that agenda as you so put it um but other than that is you know being curious about history comes naturally to me being history being um driven by what the elders have done in the community and the foundations that they've laid is also a driver for me so it's it's um it's a mix of things that come naturally, but also a mix of things that I intentionally look at, study and make sure that are a part of my practice, my daily practice
0: Awesome. hear yeah, that that's that's incredible because that's really how things should go. And because you are such a sponge when it comes down to the history and and not just like the huger picture of history, but the more localized aspect of it, um, you know I, I I have stated many, many and many a times, you know, when you look at, say, politics on the national scale, there's pretty much nothing you can do. But when you really break down to it on a local scale in which you can jump out there and really, really get involved, um, you know, that's you have a lot more control over that and you actually have a much longer aspect in which um, – you can reach them. Uh, I don't. I don't look at it as, a, as as a failure or a success one way or the other because as long as we are talking and we are getting you know the real points of view out there, um, I do feel it's a success whether um, policy changes or not. You know, I, I like to see the change in people over the change of policy. If I'm just being honest, um, has that also been a thing for you? I I, I know it has because like again we've had these talks, but tell the people that are playing the home game. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, looking at looking at things at from a perspective that doesn't just hold your experiences is critical. Like, and, th- and I think that's the thing that really gets me in line with students is is they they'll say, "Oh, Mr. Wilver, how you know that?" or "Or you don't know about this," and I'm just like, "Well, actually, I do know about you know whatever it is that they're talking about." And that really not only shocks students, but gives kids an understanding that not, not only just me, but all the other adults in their life have different perspectives than they understand, and that they have some homework to do when it comes to interacting with us and tapping into us and getting to know what we know and what we understand about who they are. So it's, it's, um, it takes a lot of work to actually really be tapped into the trend, the people, and your own experiences. But it, it definitely is a lot more rewarding when you can show people a different side and or help people understand a different side of themselves. So
0: That's all. Now, speaking of different sides in history, I think, I think it leads up to an incredible point. What exactly is the lineage group? And, you know, what What is the mission statement?
1: Well, the Lineage Group is a uh, community enterprise that works on uplifting the psyche of the community and delivering uh, engagement in varying forms. So post COVID, we haven't really been able to have many um, face-to-face gatherings, but um, just been able to do some different virtual things and some different um, community building initiatives. Um, Mm. so to be more specific, one of the things that we're working on right now is, um, experimentation with AI art and what that can Mm. do for stimulating community. Uh, and Mm. as an AI artist myself, one of the things that I really want to do is to create a platform and a pathway for, um, all of these great images and all these great renders that we're seeing to... Um, have a place in the world and to have a, a way to reach the masses. So you know, anytime you have a, a technological uh, revolution, you're gonna have the ability to impact people on a greater level. And this is one of those opportunities we have with technology, where we can put out more positive images of the community and what it what it what it means to be a community member, and have that be um, pushed out on a greater scale. So that's one of the things we're working on now is uh working with um AI art as a way to uplift the psyche and to create um and populate images and put them out to the masses. Mm-hmm.
0: It's it's super interesting cuz obviously with with the um new availability of AI. Like AI has been around forever. This is not this is not anything that that is that, that is truly new. I remember when you know people were freaking out that that computer beat that dude in chess, Um, you know, and, and, you know, we've all seen Terminator and we're all worst case scenarios left, right, and indifferent. Um, But now, especially that it's, it's, uh, how do I find the the proper words for this? As it starts to entwine itself in the arts, you have a lot of people that are nervous. You have a lot of people that are scared. Um, I really think it's truly interesting because, you know, coming, coming from the, from, the musical aspects in which I came from, um, you know, David Bowie once said it, you know, the the whole technological um, advances in music is great. But every once in a while, someone's going to want to go home and touch something that's wood. Um, and that's what, you know, organic or acoustic type of music is. It's something that's wood that people can go home and touch. So I do feel that I feel the same way, you know, with the AI aspect. People are like, oh, well, there's a there's an AI program that could write a song. That's cool, but can they bring the same type of feeling that a live performance is going to bring? You know, is that going to make somebody cry or is it just a proper arrangement of words? You still need the feeling behind it to go through. Um, how do you navigate with, with uh, we'll say, the people who are not ready to truly accept the evolution of AI?
1: Well, uh, one of the students in my class, when I was showing um, how to generate or render a piece of work, I was like, "Oh, that's cheating! You know, you're not actually doing, you're not actually drawing." And my response was, "Try it. Give it a shot. See what you mm-hmm. come up with." <laughs> and uh, it was very hard for that student to come up with the right words to put into the computer mm-hmm. to make the image come out the way that they wanted it to. Um, once they did get to a point where they were getting something that resembled what they were seeing in their mind, when it got to down to the details, they struggled again because the details weren't coming out the way that they wanted them to. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I have learned uh, in becoming an AI artist um, is that it is uh, similar to uh, many other artistic disciplines and right. many other artistic um, processes in that you have to know. What you're talking about, you have to be able to fully describe it in a way that an expert or a um, or someone who has been a veteran in the field would, would describe it in order to render something that would be marketable or, you know, something that somebody would buy. So it, it is a lot of work. Um, you do have to spend multiple tr- attempts and tries trying to, to render one thing. Um, When you are designing something and you are creating something original, you have to know the style, but you can't use the style or the output of um, an established artist already. Um, And for me, those are the rules of ethics when it comes to AI art. It's, you know, going in with the mindset of creating something original, going in and building a prompt. And that's that's what we use to create AI images or AI output. It's called a prompt. And uh, there are people who make lots and lots more money than I do being a teacher, being a prompt engineer. Right. So these prompt engineers have perfected over time their ability to tell the computer something and for the computer to respond in an appropriate way. So right. as as we start as this starts to become more pocket-sized and mainstream technology, I think people will start to realize how hard it actually is and how mm-hmm. specific they need to actually be with the in order to generate a specific response,
2: and,
0: so it's and not easy. yeah, no, not easy at all. Gotcha. Oh, and mm-hmm. and also, uh, you know, the perfect way to 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 prove that when it becomes pocket size, you're still not, you know, people are, are going to see how difficult it is. You know, on, on every iPhone owner for the longest time has had GarageBand, which is a phenomenal recording program, on their phone, and not one of them has written the next Stairway to Heaven. You know, hmm. let's be real. Um, you know, or, you know, whatever song you think is, is, a, is a phenomenal song type of aspect will say Carry On My Wayward Son, because there's a whole bunch of people that probably watch that, show that I don't remember the name of. Um <laughs> but you know so so it, it really is that, that aspect. That, yeah, I, and I also love the fact that you know you are showing the creative side of this because there's a whole bunch of people who think that anybody can get something in their hands type in a word or so you know like people were seeing in the in the tiktok explosion of ai you could type in like a birthday and there'd be a specific you know image that, that shows up in there but they don't understand that there is a whole process of writing the code for that prompt so that when you enter in that birthday that is what, what shows up or that is the, the theme that is going to go through. Um, and, and you, st- you saw that also very much with like nine inch nails, you know, where, where Trent Reznor took the technological aspects of the more industrial music and made it part of the melody and made it part of the, the construction of it all. Anybody who's ever seen them, um, the sound city documentary that Dave Garol did, um, To actually talk about that. There's a a huge section of that. So right now, considering everybody is watching this on a replay, I want you to pause this interview, go watch that section, and then come back to this. And you'll be like, these guys were right. It's amazing. (laughs) Um, And and that's great. But let's talk about today. Let's talk about the now. Um, You're very involved in a lot of different things in the community itself. Um, You – find great joy in, in representing in this community as it continues to move forward and evolve. Now, that doesn't mean you don't make sure that people are being held accountable, um, but you definitely are, are big in the celebration aspect of it. I, I remember, you know, you when, it, when uh, the Q House finally got opened, um, what was that like going on that entire journey? Because you, you, you were there with them. From from day, from pretty much day one. And he's um, there with um,
2: us now on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime. Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building. Malcolm, looking forward to your answer. Go right ahead.
1: <laughs> well, um, it... it... You know, being on the building committee um starting in twenty fifteen, so I wasn't at the very beginning, you know being the young younger people in New Haven um at that time, especially I'm still one of the younger um community members, but being a a uh, a younger uh version of me, I was amazed at how much work and effort was put in by the um the elder members of the community and some of the ancestors who had passed on um and getting us to the point of being able to have a building committee and to sit and talk about what we wanted to see in the in the Q House and what from our different points of representation would benefit the community and the students that we work for and the elders that we work for and all the families that we represent as well. Um, fast forwarding to um, the end of our work as a building committee and then being asked to be a part of the, the board of directors, which I now serve on has also been an amazing process just to see how, okay, we talked about it. We had these great ideas. We had these great concepts. We met with the architect, uh, the architects and um, okay. We we had some great conversation, but to actually see it be built, to see it come into fruition, to have meetings to talk about the planning and the programming. Um, and then to see our counterparts and our partners over at leap um, do amazing work, uh, which in programming is led by Yakita Robinson, has been awe inspiring. I mean, I have seen programming come in for students who normally probably wouldn't have been able to access that type of programming, such as the New Haven Ballet, which is a for at minimum a $400 ticket for families mm-hmm. um, you know, in order to practice ballet with the New Haven Ballet uh, Academy. Um, to now have free access for an, a range of ages of, of young girls is amazing, amazing to see, um, to see families come in and be able to do yoga together, to sit, to come in and do painting together, to come in and to have specialized programs for their family and their, their organizations has been um, a great joy of mine and just watching the soup get made and watching how everything kind of came together all the way from the bonding that happened at the state level, which was initiated by the mayor, Tony Harp, um, and what it took for the alders to approve that and to get that bond money actually in the city's coffers and then get the building erected, the zoning and the, it's been an amazing experience for, for a young person to have, um, and I really want to share that with more young people and more people who are my age because you know this is the this is the clarion call here you know there, there's not enough of us out there there's not enough young people out there and we're going to be the ones who are either at the heads of the table now or um, pushing the new initiative so we have to know how these things work and I think that that's the biggest thing that I take away from my, my years of service here at the Q House is just really being given the gift of know-how being given the gift of um, understanding what how the table is constructed because everybody's talk talk talks about getting to the table, pull up to the table, pull your own seat to the table, but if you don't understand what is driving how that table is constructed, then you're not going to be able to navigate. You're just going to be a participant sitting at the table silently, hmm. and so moving past silence and getting to activity of what it means to build community. Has been a great gift that I've been given, and being able to serve. So that's why I'm always willing to serve and and to lend my time and myself out because I'm learning something and gaining something.
0: Uh, it's amazing. And 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 for those who who uh, who haven't been following, uh, you know, this isn't just a community aspect that happened after the building you know there was very a lot of incredible talks to make sure there were local people that were working on building the building that there were there were people that were represented from the community building this community project so when i when it is stated that it is a community project it is for the community by the community um something that gets lost because everyone wants to wants to see those huge corporate sponsors names on there um, and that's what's a beautiful thing is this is something that was really crafted by the community and for the community. So it is is the community thank you that is represented.
1: Yeah, I, I can't thank you enough, Easy, for highlighting that because, um, I mean, when, when we get to the finish line, we don't remember mm-hmm. always all the things that it took to get there. But there were a lot of um, there was a lot of blood, sweat and tears put into making sure that the community has a voice. So. You know, again, another clarion call community, we need you to come fill up the building. We need you to come and donate to the building to make sure that the community has ownership of the building mm-hmm. moving forward and into the future, as opposed to those big name corporate um, sponsors. And those those names are great. You know, a lot of those yeah. names give back to the community, like a Cornell Hill Scott Health Center, mm-hmm. you know, which started as a grassroots organization and, and built its way up to a, a bigger, um, bigger name. Um So it's not to say that those names aren't great and that they're not doing great work, but what we're trying to say is that the community is the main beneficiary of the Q House, and we want the community to continue to give it life and to continue to give it uh, access that's awesome.
0: That 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 is awesome and and I truly truly love that. And, and that's one of the reasons why I want, wanted to highlight that aspect of it because like uh, it, it is it's super refreshing um to see and and you know kind of g- give, give the community that kind of high five, you know, all all the way through, you know. Um I, I used to watch the, that Lego master show all the time and, and, and watching them do these incredible things is ridiculous. But when I actually have the opportunity to build something and, and take that time and invest in it, I like my piece a lot better than I like the, the piece that is, cel- that is celebrated on the corporate television. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And, and, and I think that is something that one, this community needs, um, you know, because, we, we start to lose sight of all the incredible history. Um, you know, and I, I state this all the time about the musical history that is New Haven. Um, you know, whether it be some of the bigger acts that have come through, but even just, you know, the 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 jazz club the, that that the, is in talks right now um, on Dixwell. You find out Charlie Parker played there, Thelonious Monk played there. All these incredible artists have played there, but it's still because we fall you know, in between two bigger scenes, New York and Boston, you know, New Haven kind of gets forgotten about, but there's a lot of, you do the history, do the research, you know, yes, Jim Morrison was arrested here, yada, yada. No, I'm not talking about that type of history research, but the fact that, you know, Charlie Parker was here and played the things through, you know, at a time where, it was before some, you know, people would think they were iconic records because they were in just in that moment. Uh, and there's been a lot of phenomenal moments out here. What has been one of your favorite ones that that uh, kind of gets missed over by other people?
1: My gosh, uh, man, you're so on point when you talk about like the hidden little-known histories of New Haven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's one of the other things that I'm really passionate about and working on and bringing to light in the community. Um, through my work with the on the board of the Amistad Committee um, and being on the board of directors there, um, just hearing the story of William Lanton, which is the story, the statue that's right behind me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that story... <laughs> I I still sit back and I'm just like, yo, what? How is this possible that this man lived in this city and impacted Mm -hmm. this city in such a great way? Um, And for those who don't know uh, much about William Lanson, I'll tell you one of the main um, things that I think is part of his, uh, one of his biggest contributions from his legacy um, in extending the long Wharf, Because what that did was create, Pathways for commerce, pathways for trade, pathways for access that we still benefit from as New Haveners. That mm-hmm. coming and going and that conduit uh, that, we, that we serve as being between New York and Boston is, mm-hmm. um, is not just something that we see because we have highways now. Like This is something that we have been known for and that we perfected um, in the 1800s because of William Lanson. Um, there's a lot more to his story. It gets a lot more in depth, um, like the fact that he owned a hotel that serviced um, multiple demographics of the city, free people, enslaved, formerly enslaved people, um, immigrants who are European, of European descent, immigrants who are of other descents, and um, had them all in one area in Wooster Square. And so not a lot of people know that Wooster Square was populated and cultivated by a black man. But prior to that, um, you know, it was kind of kind of a mud hole, kind of a, a dust bowl area that um that nobody really wanted the land for which is how he got it, but then he mm-hmm. showed what he can do with it. So I encourage everybody to look into that story and to see how strong New Haven history was, even back in the 1800s and at a time where you would think that it's mostly just immigrants and people who don't, you know, know anything about the area. There were people here who were cultivating and building and providing providing resources to those to those immigrant populations. So it's like understanding that nobody does it alone is really the New Haven story. And understanding that everybody contributed and there there's it's not just a point of um your cultural contributions as the start, mm-hmm. but that, that could be something beyond that or something that came before that and I think is the biggest lesson uh, of New Haven. Just take a look, look back and see.
0: And, and, for, and for those who who really need another reason, you know, um, you, we wouldn't have those incredible food trucks on Long Wharf if it was not for this man. Like, let's be real. Uh, you, know, yeah. he, you know, I just, just, just to make it even more personal, you know, you wouldn't have that incredible, you know, uh, uh, pastore taco uh, yeah. That you can get at any point in time You know, yeah, if no, no, no. it was not not for this You know, I'm just, I'm just being real I'm just being real You know, I, I'm, the same, I'm the same person that looks at it You know, if more people uh, Taught in math classes That Pythagoras invented the string tension To give us a chord More people would be paying attention in math You know, if the guy who came up with A squared plus B squared equals C squared Also came up with chordal music you know if it wasn't for pythagoras there would be no cardi b you'd have a lot more people paying attention in math class but that's right. just me
1: <laughs> i gotta you gotta make it relative right like and that's that's mm-hmm. long and short of it so um, that's also why i do what i do you got to make it relative so i appreciate those those um <laughs> that illustration for the folks right it's important.
0: Uh, i it, it, it totally is, and that, that's I think one of the reasons why you know we we've sat and had many of conversations that have probably lasted way too long and and other people have walked away from because you know their their bearded hairs were starting to grow gray. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so now you know that you're on all these boards that you are moving and you're shaking and and you really have again become one of the cornerstone of the community and of the next generation that is taking the reins of the community. What are some of the next steps in evolution? Like what is what is the lineage project looking like tomorrow? What is, you know, Q house looking like tomorrow? What is Amistad looking like
1: tomorrow in your eyes? Well, I have a vision for the community where again more young people are involved and are sharing their perspective. Um but more than that, they are collaborating with the elders in a way that is productive. Mm-hmm. Um, so much of my generation, I feel like a shared perspective, but it didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not to point fingers or place blame on on any um, particular generation. But I, I just want for my generation to be a little bit different and supporting that youth and not just listening and hearing and saying, oh, okay, and then moving on, but To actually actionize and and to galvanize what they're saying into things that make sense for the community and make sense for those youth um i see the q house becoming more of a hub for information and resources for people i see it becoming Mm -hmm. a, a place of trade and commerce and and like a community market and uh, I really see it becoming a place where um, people can try new things and explore ways to even, you know, hopefully in the future get certified doing some things that they never thought maybe they would do or they saw themselves doing but didn't have the full platform to go that certification and get that level of knowledge. So right. just really giving it a, a, a platform to elevate more people. Um, I, I want Amistad committee to continue to um, let people know who we are. I feel like we do so much work in the community that actually goes out and tells the story of New Haven that people don't know, but sometimes it gets missed. So just having um, Amistad committee be a household name, definitely one of my goals. Um, and we are, our board, we're adding new members, bringing on some new blood. That's pretty mm-hmm. exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and for Lineage Group, uh, I want to have us get out there and have some more in-person events. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I miss it. I miss the uh, the vibe that we used to create. Uh, we had a curated artist um, show that we did where we brought all kinds of visual artists together from different mediums. Uh, we had sculptors, we had dancers, we had painters, we had uh, collagists, we had um all kinds of all kinds of art. We had singers, um, mm-hmm. poets, workshopists all come to uh, Art Space New Haven and put on a, a beautiful show. Um, and that was um, one of the last few programs that we put on. We did an art series pre-COVID, and um, I, I want to get back to that. I want to get back to something that involves the technology mm-hmm. and the futurism that we have as. Um, as the community and people of color across the diaspora, um, but then also just getting our merch out there. We got some merch on the uh, the the uh, AI art store, um, so you know I would love for people to go and patronize that. Our Instagram is good to go serve, so that's G O O D number two, G O S E R V on Instagram, and our um, our Etsy store store is linked to that Instagram uh, page. But um, other than that, I, I just really want those images, the positivity and of Black people to be out there in the mainstream and just for people to really share how it's making them f- continue to share how it's making them feel. So, you know, hearing that feedback and the fact that the art can make people feel good and that, you know, my art my art is pretty good is, is really a, a boost for the self-esteem. So just getting it out there to the people. Um, to help boost their self-esteem is really what, what I want to do. And that's, that's where I see things going. I, I see us growing leaps and bounds in New Haven mm-hmm. all across the board in these next few years. I no, think um, we've got COVID. <laughs> we've learned a lot from political uh, actions and activity, and I, I think it's time for us to get back out there as a community and take the reins. Can
2: we get an invite to no. this next event? <laughs>
1: Yeah, you can definitely get an invite. Uh, my the next event, I'll let you know what when it's going down, where it's going down, and what's happening, and um, and we'll we'll take it from there. Yeah, I, what I'm working on right now also is trying to get some young people together to um, to do kind of like a listening tour for some of these uh, candidates who are popping up to you know, share their platforms, what they're going to be able to do for the, um, especially the 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 youthful population.
0: Mm-hmm. I won't
1: say the youth. I'll say the youthful population, because I know some people who are older than me uh, as mm-hmm. a 35-year-old man, some people who are older than me that have a lot more uh, virility and, and youthfulness to them than, than some other people that I know who are my age. So mm-hmm. um, we need everybody. We want everybody to get out there and get involved and come listen and, and hear. So a listening tour for the candidates is is mm-hmm. going to be coming out soon, and I'll let know when that is.
0: And, and, and actually, I love, you kind of segued into something that, that, that's perfect there. Um, you know, you talk a lot about, you know, the, the, the black community, and, and which is, is super necessary. But for the one person who is sitting at home right now hating and is not watching the video, I am very pale. I am, I am almost transparently pale. My children are also extremely pale, almost transparently pale. You have always come with love and acceptance you have always seen the community as a brighter thing so for before anyone jumps into the comment section and 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 starts to bring their own insecurities to the table O-M- i'm w n h 103.5
2: sorry. fm new haven myself prestige and my partner in crime long island rays elm city may e c blues is in the building we got the genius malcolm well for us with us on
0: behind the brand go ahead, easy, continue. So in no way is it about exclusivity. It's about inclusivity. So everyone is in this community, but at the end of the day, a lot of people's stories have not been told and have not been given the same respect. So those stories need to be told. Those stories need to be highlighted You know, people who look a certain way need to know that there are heroes that look like them that have been throughout history. That is important. But in no way is it saying I can't come and sit down and talk at the table or my children are not welcome to be part of of these things. And I really want the listener to understand that. You know, no one's trying to take anyone's place. No one's trying to do anything other than everyone sit here and talk and see each other and fall in love with each other in the communal aspect. Am I right there? That's
1: (laughs) right. Absolutely. 100%. When we say diaspora at the lineage group, we are talking about all people. And because when we look at from a historical perspective, all people come from that diaspora origin, that seed that started human life. So no one is excluded. Everybody's included. And we got to get to that. We got to get to that level of love, like you said, as a community.
0: Awesome. And it's just something that, you know. I always know there's somebody who's gonna try to, to twist the word, because again, they're projecting their own insecurities. So before they stop one key on that thing, know that that's not what any of this is about. And you know this is about mutual love and mutual respect. Um, and, and I think it's, it is incredible. Yeah. Um, now you personally, what is, what, what, what is the next evolution of you?
1: Ooh, wow. Uh, well, I'm a dad. And mm-hmm. so that's like one of the most important hats that I wear, and just um you know evolving as a father, evolving as somebody who has played, but you know with my own, just making sure that I am providing layers of access to me that you know, maybe different than what I'm used to as a young man, just going, 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 but making sure that my, my family has that same level of access that the community does, making sure that my family has that same level of um, all the different facets of me that I show them, show the community I want to show show my family as well. So that's, that's really my main focus, um, leveling up as a, as a father, leveling up as a family man, Leveling up um, in my own understanding of um, own understanding of the world as it's changing because there's so many new things post COVID. There's so many new issues, so many new um, so many new idiosyncrasies that have been created that I want to make sure that I am in full understanding of myself and the world around me so that way I can be an effective Mm -hmm. leader. That's really it, man. Just really focused on that.
2: Gentlemen, um, I have something to uh, say. I know I've been in and out because of these whole Wi-Fi demons that I have in my house. uh, (laughs) um, Didn't we mention about the great highlight of Malcolm being the key to the city?
0: No. We've not talked about
2: the key to
1: the city. How did that feel? You got the key to the city? How did that feel? Yes, I did get a key to the city. It was surreal feeling. It was kind of like, you know, I'm I'm just a kid from New Haven. But then, like, when you step back and look at it, it's like, nah, like, you know, this is your time to lead and your time to be in community with others who are leaders. Um, so it really was a, a wake up call for me, uh, in that it was like, all right, you have to embrace the leadership. leadership. Uh, you're not the trainee anymore. You're, you know, it's go time. It's actually time to actually do these things that you've seen other people do. Um, and getting used to that is also has also been a learning curve as well because um, some people have told me like, oh, you're too humble. You're too. You need to lead. Go ahead. Oh, I didn't know I could. I was. I'm not used to that. So mm-hmm. it's um, it's a new layer of leadership, uh, but very humbling. And to see all the other recipients who were well deserved in receiving the key to the city, uh, I, I was impressed to be in the ranks and amongst the uh, um, the honore- the honor the other honorees. So mm-hmm. it was it was very humbling, but yet very eye opening.
0: No. Oh, go ahead. No, I was I was going to say, you know, you, you know, uh, continuing going through the the, the evolution and, and different things like that. Um, you're on these different boards. You're on these uh, different things. You also have an incredible personality, and you also handle yourself very well in an interview um, uh, aspect. You know, is the newer or the next evolution also going to be maybe stepping forward in a governmental role? You know, being a candidate yourself. You know, do we see maybe I don't know twenty thirty. You know, Malcolm Welfare for mayor. I mean, it all rhymes. It rhymes. I'm saying
1: <laughs> it does rhyme. I do like the ring of that. That did sound. It kind of works, it. man. It kind of works. So I don't know. Might have to do it. Might have to. Do I'm just it. saying. Um, <laughs> I. I welcome that in my life uh, I feel like that that's definitely in in some kind of um you know uh municipal capacity um again right now like my my focus is my family, so you know this this um time right now in these few years probably not but twenty thirty you know sounds sounds like some good timing so I I definitely uh, will consider it easy. (laughs) For sure.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. I appreciate that. Also, how's your dad?
1: (laughs) He's good. He's doing well. Um, You know, if anybody knows Harry Welfare, uh, you've either had him as a a student or you've been one of his parents um, and you know that he loves what he does. So he previously retired uh the end of last year but is now going back part time over at troop to um to be with the students and to help facilitate learning so his passion is still burning very strong but he's doing very well doing very well I'll let him know you yeah. asked about him
0: yeah and please and please tell him bo- both me and 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 all three of the children um we are sending him love and thank you for for just being an awesome uh, part of their lives going through. So
2: a
1: message for sure.
2: Yeah. Right. Thank you. Malcolm you ever consider doing podcasting in the future? Because I did meet you in a radio
1: station. You did. You did. Um and I, I have considered and been thinking about um getting back into broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Um just the, the time factor right now, you know, when I was doing the broadcasting, I wasn't really so much on the boards and doing the heavy community organizing. Um, but, you know, things seem to go in cycles in my life. So I'll probably yeah. get back to it soon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's
1: fun, no, I like it. I like being with y'all. You y'all? No, definitely,
2: definitely. we learned a lot. Definitely so much, yeah. man, so much knowledge. Um... And one thing I, I really I really loved about this interview was just the history that we don't know about New Haven, which is crazy. Um you just gave us
0: just a little chunk. There's so much knowledge um beyond the Amistad, beyond um
2: all this um events that've been going on in New Haven that we need to know. Um there's a lot of heroes, unspoken heroes um within New Haven that that people really do need to know too. So there's just so much layers that's uh infinite amount of knowledge that I'm just willing to uh, learn i just think we just eat, not even get to
0: much of the in and cake with this do you agree easy? oh yeah no we haven't not not only we haven't scratched the surface we 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 you know and, and that's one of the most incredible things you know and, and that's what i love about new haven that's why you know i made the active choice to move to new haven is because how mutually, uh, diverse th- this place is how historical this place is you know, there, there is even, you know, the green was constructed, you know, to hold the capacity of the amount of people that are supposed to be picked up from the, the initial rapture. Um, you know, not a lot of people know that that, that story. Or, you know, it, it's just really super interesting to find out. Um and all the, the, the incredible events that has happened, seeing, you know, the, the Temptations play on the green, Salt and Pepper have played the green, you know, all these incredible, incredible um, acts. But then it's also it's more than that. You know, it's checking up at the Q House to see when Manny James is going to throw down like an incredible Sunday set. Um, you know, that that is the history that is happening now. Um, so, yes, obviously, let's take a look and, and continue to grow and see where we came from but let's not forget to check in um and you know take that capoeira class you know to see if you can you can be you know like only the strong survive and and you know have have those type of aspects or you know get your kids involved in the 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 chess Uh, club that happens, you know, at at the Q House, you know, so that they can continue to understand and grow. And they can, you know, see what true strategies are like, because you're not just learning the strategies of a game when you play chess, you're learning the strategies of life. Um, You know, and yes, you can use that as a commercial. (laughs) Um, You know, uh, but it's really important to sit and and, and be 100% invested in now, you know, you, you talked a little bit about the ballet program. You talked a little bit, you know, obviously we t- mentioned the capoeira. We mentioned the yoga. Um, what what can we, like, maybe stumble into and, and find you at, at the Q House? Like, are we going to see you in the capoeira class?
1: Yes. You will catch me at the capoeira class. I love doing the capoeira. It's been um, definitely increasing my flexibility. Um, but you can also catch me um, checking out The Breed. The Breed Entertainment has a class over at the Q House for music production. And so that's really exciting because The Breed is a local um, music group who has grown into, and not just performance, but also the production of music. So they're into the entrepreneurial side, they're into the production side, and they're into making artists uh, enhance their their skills through their class. So it's a it's a really great thing to see. Um, I'll, I'm also at the any special events that the Q House has. I try to make it my business to be there as a board member and to support and to right. get that uh that now now with those special events
0: time. and stuff. Unfortunately, they're pulling the Apollo curtain on us right now, and uh, we have to wrap up. But. We need people to know how they can connect with you. We need people to know how they can figure out where these special events are going to be and how they're going to run run into you. Um, so yeah, if you could really like super quickly drop your contact info. Um, and man, it's been an honor and a privilege. And I feel like we should be doing this on a regular basis, but we'll talk.
1: Yeah, let's do it, let's <laughs> do it. I'm available, I'm around. Um, my contact to get in touch with me, uh, you, can re- you can search the Q House, Google that. Mm-hmm. You can Google the Amistad Committee Incorporated. Google that. Uh, You can also Google my name, Malcolm Welfare, M-A-L-C-O-L-M-W-E-L-F-A-R-E, just like it sounds. Um, And I have all kinds of social media up there. I have a LinkedIn. I have all kinds of things that you can use to reach out to me. Um, I'm pretty well connected. I have Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find me on those platforms. and yeah, I'm, I'm always out in the community as well. So I'll see you out there. Meet me at the queue.
2: Most definitely. Malcolm, thank you so much for being a part of the broadcast, man. It's been great having you
1: on. Uh, I appreciate taking the time with y'all and, and having the ability to talk with y'all and being given the platform. So thank you.
2: Definitely. Myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made. EZ Blues on Behind the Brand on WNHH LP 103.5 FM New Haven.
0: Wondering what to write about, trying to figure out what it's all about. Excellent chalice. Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Spending time all alone, sending my songs to the phone. Dreaming of a better home, we more focused on trying to hone this craft, witchcraft. I hope the Brujas let this last.